we'll drag it over. Yeah, and welcome to Limerick FC podcast. Uh, we're safe and uh, successful season, Kev. <laughs> no, 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 not happy. Still, no. I wouldn't say like cup semi final safety first year up. If we'd gotten to the cup final, I might have called it a success, mm. which is similar to what Dean Clark said in his interview after the match. Listen, I just don't think. Listen, it was a fine. It was a grand season in the end, I suppose. But for me, a successful season would have been top half of the table. Now we want miles off it, but. I, I wouldn't consider it a success when in the 89th and 90th minute of your last home game, second last game of the season, you're still sweating and possibly going down. We got we got there in the end, and it, it wasn't a disaster. But no, I don't think I don't think if you want to be going places, you can't be you can't be classing barely staying up as a success. But when you look at what we've had to go through through the year, we've had three three different managers. Like you know, we've had one of them now that looks decent, to Neil McDonald. So. Well, to me anyway, I think he looks decent. So it's really, it really is just a matter of, look, we're grand now, we're safe, and we can build for next year. But I wouldn't say a success, really. I suppose the lows were pretty low, Darren, but the highs were, were not so high then. Yeah, should we? we didn't were expectations too high? I think we talked about that. Maybe we come in to start of the season, we'd be Sligo 5. We'd be Sligo 5. When we'd have, we're going to piss the league. <laughs> the season we had before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got, we got brought back down to earth fairly quick. But, yeah, I think when you look at it as a whole, like, I think Russell, being honest, at the start of the year, couldn't really sign the players. Didn't everything happen with the manager? So the players are going to be low as well with what happened with the manager. I and mean, when we had a few of them in, you could see that. So, look, players went as well. So it, it was a, it's a season. Look, it's not as Kevin said, it's not, it's not a successful season. But look, it's something we can build on now. Because I mean, there was worries there up to a few weeks ago. Well, there was a big two years ago. When there was big, down. there was big worries up to a few weeks ago. And I was worried myself. I was fully sure we were going down. When I looked at it, like, but look, fair play to them to turn it around. Um, but there is a lot of building to be done. I even say seven day players. That's how far as I go. Mm. That, that's that's yeah. more recently. Uh, there's good easy. signs though. Like I think, is it? Uh, are we on? I'm beaten now in six league games. I think since Neil kind of got his his team together, and <clears throat> you know, like if like he even came out himself, I think and said after the Galway game that they were playing it safe to just get to just get safe. So. You would hope, like, I remember Jason was talking about it the last time we were on here about changing things up for certain games and to suit certain games. So you would hope it was just maybe a safe approach and just a solid approach to not lose, which he hasn't in the last six league games, just to get us safe. And hopefully next year now he'll start going for it a bit more. And if you can start turning some of, some of the draws into into wins, like you can quickly, quickly climb the table. Because even if you look at it, we've less losses this season than Shamrock Rovers. It's just Rovers haven't drawn barely any games, and look where they are. To look where we are, like if I don't, I don't think we're miles and miles off it. But would be something to build on now. Did you see that, Jason? Do you think it was a very pragmatic approach from McDonald the last few games? No, or is it limited? <laughs> yeah, more limited and lucky, in my opinion. We were very lucky. Like away fairness, to same it's a limited issue. Like when they got him in, mm. that's what they were getting. Well, no, I wouldn't They're say a guy yeah. who, who's, I suppose, like um, his 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 view of football is, you know, get the players to do their jobs, and that's pretty much. I wouldn't say he's limited. I think it would be unfair for me to say that he's limited. The man is on a pro license, great experience. I'd say the squad was limited. Now that could be his own doing as well with the the amount of players he released and the players that. Where didn't come in the ones that did come in didn't I, do it I suppose sometimes it happens to managers isn't it when one guy gets sacked to try to sign the opposite 
Mm. And like if Martin Russell was just all about this f- playing football all the time, the boys might disagree a little bit. But you know, it didn't matter who we were playing or, or what the situation was. It was just well, constantly passing the ball out from the back and getting dispossessed. Yeah. And it goes. Whereas McDonald then is very organized, structured. Was mm. the emphasis on set pieces and yeah. keeping it tight and things. But I do think he was lucky, Karen. Yeah. I do think he was lucky. We were lucky against Pats. Last yeah, minute equaliser. Yeah, yeah, sure. We were very lucky against Galway. Like I did, the lads were saying in the last podcast that we'd beat Galway. I was less sure of that. I kind of said I would have taken a job Even before a the game. Even two up at home, you oh, said we were looking yeah. at a point out of it. Yeah, definitely. We could have conceded another last minute penalty. Mm. Um, we thought it was. Really. We were very lucky to go in two up at half time. Very lucky. Uh, I thought Brendan Clark was brilliant in the first half. Made some excellent saves, and we were we were. Well, I suppose Galway were fighting for their lives, and Limerick maybe maybe knew a point might be enough for. I think McDonald different. McDonald has even come out and said that, like he said that they kind of set up trying to get the point first, yeah. and then. But listen, he came out and said it himself. Even mm. it was the worst performance since he was there, and it was it was yeah. it was awful. How how we were tuning up. I'll never know. Then, if it's such a bad performance, and they still get a point out of it, yeah. Maybe. But we were lucky. That's yeah. my point. I think we were probably. I wasn't at the Bray away game. We got a point out yeah. of that as well, didn't we? Yeah. Probably fortunate there. But look, yeah, they missed a lot of chances. They missed the pin. Brendan Clark saved the penalty, and we were only talking yeah. about it today. The amount of penalty saves this season, and from you, Clark and Freddie Hall, they've been mm-hmm. vital. Like. You look at that overall, and we've been lucky. No, don't get me wrong. It's brilliant. We've achieved the goal. Could it be classed, bearing in mind how we rammed home in the first division, is it two steps forward, one step back? Squads, looking at the squad, I would have to say it is. He'll be judged for me and by me on his recruitment now. Like, I don't think with McDonald we're ever going to see uh, an expansive, open well, I wouldn't, kind of attack. I wouldn't be sure, I wouldn't be sure about that because yeah. you look at when he first came, that Bray game, yeah. I think, what was that, 5-3? Yeah, he went when he went three five two. Like he's he said all along. He said when he first came that he was looking at three five two, and he said now since for next season he's looking at three five two. So maybe it was just a fact that he wants to play. And like I think if you're playing three five two, you're not playing three five two and hoofing it to the strike. You're playing a bit of ball if you're playing mm. that for me. That's the way it looks to me. I've never seen it done hoofing, and I don't think it'll work uh, hoofing. I, I but think you could go back to as that Bray game. That was probably the most exciting game. <coughs> that, that was a, that was a great attacking display yeah. from us and. But like I think once you look at it though, when you look at the players he actually had at the time, and you look at what we have left now, you, you you're not doing a three five two with no. you're not doing a three five two with say Barry Cotter, Tony Whitehead, and Dave O'Connor as the three at the back there. Like you know, like in a sense, everything that's happened in his career to date, plus what he's done at Limerick, would suggest it's going to be pretty conservative stuff. Maybe I'm being unfair there. Uh, look again. Uh, it'll depend on who he gets in. Like Kevin says, you know, yeah, playing his last six games on un- undefeated, un- I think great stuff, like fantastic, mm. and getting them to say, yeah, them, bringing them to say, but conservative, them to but save. conservative isn't always bad either. No, not, no, like no. I, I'd, I'd gladly take a manager that had us winning three so or four games in a row, one nil. No, that's the key for me, Kev. Yeah. Like when I say, when people yeah. say conservative for me, I mean shut up shop, very tight at the back, clean sheets. Yeah. We haven't really been getting clean sheets. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, he yeah, needs to yeah. you know. Like that's the other side of it. Do you know? Yeah, but you have to look at the quality of what we have back there in, like you were saying. The, the players we have at the back at the minute, they're they're not good enough, like. Yeah. They're, they're not yeah, good Connor's enough. good enough at the back. Yeah, but other than that And I'd say Clark has said there are a few times this year. He has. And that's to be fair to Neil McDonald's. Yeah, that that was a good yeah, call. Yeah. That was a good call, do you know. And that was uh, 
to go back to the Galway game for a second, I felt he probably should have left Dean Clark at right back and put Cotter, if you wanted to make the change, put Cotter up ahead, mm. wide right. Because I, at this point, I trust Dean Clark more than I trust Barry Cotter yeah. defensively. Yeah. I'd, have put, you know. I'd have put Barry even further wide on the bench. <laughs> well, I suppose it says a lot about it says a lot about they're, they're short, how short they are at the back yeah. and maybe where, where the clean sheets aren't coming from that um, Clark who definitely isn't the right back no matter what no, no. Matter, no matter how many times Kevin says it I didn't uh, say he's a right back I said he's done well at right back come on now there's a difference putting him in right back you're kind of I suppose what square pegs into round holes kind yeah. of thing and just sort of trying to fill a gap there um, and I'd say in fairness Matt Donald as well I'm probably like getting rid of the guys that time I think it's, it's, it shows a lot of strength on his part now. Even oh, definitely. It looked like a bad move or a risk. Or It probably was a risk because, let's be honest about it, if we had got a couple of injuries, we were in, we big, were trouble. in big, big we trouble. Big trouble. Was a yeah. massive risk. You know, we got, we got, that's another bit of luck we had. Yeah. Another bit of luck, when you're struggling yeah. with the back four as it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you had injuries there to any of that back four, yeah. Yeah. you're bang in trouble. Like. Yeah. You're bang we in were trouble. in big, big bother then yeah. all of a sudden. Like, but, you know. but look. No, yes, he's got the look. He's got to look for now, but I'll take it and lucky to stay up and then see what he does. Like, I, I just think oh, I'd say luck is is a bit harsh. Like, I mean, you can be lucky oh. in in a game or decision. No, you're, over the you're when, you're, when you're when you're lucky, you're lucky, Karen. When you're lucky, you're lucky. When you scored like we scored in St. Pat's, you're lucky. But listen, <laughs> but listen, <laughs> we were. And when Brendan says that penalty, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, like you look no. at it, like, but I suppose he's pretty good on penalties. Actually, I think he is. Eight he points, is, uh, eight yeah. points. We have this year from Brendan Clark penalty saves. Yeah. I think. I think it's something. No, sorry, is it eight points altogether, seven from Brendan, and a point against Galway with Freddie saving a penalty. And I said, there's a lot to be said for bringing in a player who's experienced in the yeah. league, who's played a lot yeah. of seasons, who yeah. knows knows what it's all about. Yeah. Rather than bringing in a guy from England yeah. or whatever. We said it. We said it. it we said it at the start of the season when we had two good goalkeepers. It'd be vital in our season. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, this be realistic about it. Brendan Clark has helped keep us up this season. I think. I, I'm, I'm actually. To be honest, I know Brendan was a goalkeeper all along. I know he was a goalkeeper, but I've been surprised at just how good he has been this year. I didn't know he was as good as he is. Like Some of the saves in that Galway game, the one when he got oh, down and ended up bouncing over the crossbar oh. was unbelievable. Like it, It's surely on the highlights if, on the if, Facebook. If, like. I was, if I was a neutral picking a team of the season, I had no problem. I, I think he'd be my number one. Be honest with you. And the last time Brenda was in a team of the year, I was fuming because it was ahead of Barry Ryan. Who was <laughs> but I do, I do honestly think if you're picking a team of the season for... For the league this year, I think he has to get to Nottingham. Uh, Brian's been invited to say, you know, get your goalkeeper right first thing. Yeah, I mean, but, like, but we were only saying, we like Darren was only Darren only actually said it to me on was it Saturday? He only said to me Saturday morning how lucky we are that we had two of them because yeah. if we didn't have Freddie or if it was the other way around and Freddie was coming off injured, no, no offense to anyone. Yeah. But if you were throwing on a young keeper like Tommy Holland, no, I'm not. I'm not in any way saying Tommy's a bad keeper. Kevin's no offense. No, no, for cover. no, but Tommy's done very well whenever he's come in. It's just the fact if you were throwing him into that Galway game under that exactly. pressure, yeah, yeah, it's a lot to take for a young keeper, you know. But yet we had we had another one of the best keepers in the country coming on. So. Mm. Good and times. to be vital again because he saved the penalty as well. And, and killed Ron and Murray. Yeah, and then boards well for next the season. If, if you are going to try and, um, you know, obviously want to put a good team in place next season, if you have a good goalkeeper already, that's a bloody Yeah, I'm very, I'm very pleased as well that we have bought, we've both of them signed yeah. up for next year as well. Yeah. So we don't have to, that's one position already sorted. Now we just have another 10 to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Distances no, but just, just actually, just about <laughs> Neil. I'd say, I'd say, everyone thinks I'm going mental the way, the way I talk about Neil because. Like, no, no, but no, but because like Jess, 
No, I I love Neil. I think I really trust Neil. But like Jason said, and like Carlos has said to me, there's been nothing yet to back up why I'm, I have faith in him. Does he he show not yet? But the fact is, I talk to a lot of people around the club. I talk to a lot of people around the team. So I'm getting kind of. No, I think. I, I don't get like I'm not getting told, but I kind of I'm getting told how Neil does things. I'm getting told how he works. I'm getting told how training yeah. is. And from what I've got from the few fellas I've spoken to, they're very, very impressed with Neil and Eric Kinder. He I've heard great he things he about Eric Kinder. Hugely professional, tuned in, um, like I said, kept going to games up and down the country, yeah. taking the job very, very seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as well, like he got performances out of, I suppose, fringe, what were fringe players, mm. brought him into the team. But like even Bastion, you know, like Bastion, fair enough, I think, to be honest. A small bit of the thing about Bastion, people are gone a bit overboard. Like he had a good five or six mm-hmm. weeks, but he wasn't having those five or six weeks until Neil came. Like he looks a lot fitter now as well, do you know. But I think what I like about him as well is he started the season very well and then kind of maybe he started, he, he, the same as the rest of them did. I don't think he started as well as he was for that little period he has when Neil found the right little spot for him. Mm. Yeah. I think he really, really showed what he could do there. But what, like what I'm really been, he's had that throughout his career, really. Yeah, of, of playing. He, Great, yeah, that's it. If you can get the consistency, is the thing. But what I'm really happy with as well about Neil is from from the little bits and pieces I'm hearing is he's really trying to get his work done fast now. There's going to be no wait until the middle of January when we're in pre season and still not having a squad like last year. Like, there's already been lads that are that's been reported in papers now that are being let go. He's already talking to targets and the kind of targets that, that I hear we're talking to are the kind that I think everyone would say. That's what we need. That's the type of player we need in depth. Like talking about a right back, or if we're going three five two or whatever, a right wing back. I've heard. Now we mightn't get him because Cork are interested in him as well. But we're looking at um Toby Adebayo rolling up in Sligo, who I think would be perfect yeah. for that kind of thing. So if we could get someone like that, you know, if we can get three or four fellas of that kind of quality that you really think, well, that suits what we're looking for. Yeah, well, I think they seem to fit big problems the last couple of years signing the players they wanted. Yeah, I don't know if it's just people. Is it they or him? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's fair enough. Um, well, is it is it down to the, the manager? Is it down to I think it comes the club or, or what? I think it comes down a lot to the manger as well. I mean, the manager has to go out there and I mean, how get difficult. on to the players. All as well, these guys are like. a contract anyway. They're at the end of yeah, the but season, I mean, most of if them. you're a manager and you want the player, you have to go get him. No matter... You have to be one of the people that's going to stand up. Now, I know you have people in in the board and stuff that have to do their bits as well, but if you really want the player, you have to go out and get him. And when we had Martin Russell, he wasn't the fella to go out and get a player. Like, you know, if you look at it... He, he, but I do, I do think Neil will have the... There's two uh, things that will get a player over the line for me. Obviously, one is money. Yeah. But the second all is, can the manager sell what he wants to do sell for the, the product, season yeah. Yeah. to the player? No. Whatever way we want to talk about Neil, for me, look, he's coming from a good background, Premier League, good CV. I think, speaking to players, you know, he's going to be a big plus for us. You'd like to think so. Instead of the board coming out saying, oh, we're going for Europe, I think the signings we make will say to the people where we're going to end up and what our our actual ambition is. It's very easy to come out and say, oh, we're going for Europe. Very easy to come out and say this. But the signings that we make have to back that up. Do you know, so for me, that's I'll keep saying it. That's where Neil is going to be. I don't think if, if we're on the players and a player meets Neil, I think he'd be a lot more confident signing for Neil than what he would have been signing for Martin. Well, if he, if at the start listen to be to be honest, if of, with all his experience and everywhere he's been, and with the managers he worked with, the likes of Sam Allardyce, now if Neil can't convince a player to come, then 
then to be honest, I, I don't know what he's been doing all these years. If he can't convince a manager with and, yeah. and another thing, look at and obviously the boys are sitting in front of me, but the atmosphere at the markets field is second to none. Mm-hmm. The supporters that we have, the blue army the, the atmosphere they generate the way they get behind individuals the way they get behind the whole team collectively any player would love that the stadium we have people should love want to come and play we've said that numerous occasions so you can see Rodrigo you can see Chidozzi, you know, you can see the impact the Blue Army have on these players during games getting behind the team creating the atmosphere that is another selling point for me Hugely you know, massive. Yeah, hugely. So that's a factor. I think any player. Something though, something though, I think we really have to do if we want to attract good players as well is before we go approaching any, just say, a Barry McNamee or anything, we have to have our own best players tied up. Like if you're going to a Barry McNamee who's one of the best players in Derry, one of the best players in the league, and you're asking him, will you come down to us? And he's looking. And there's no Lee J. Lynch signed up. Yeah. There's no Shane Duggan signed up. There's no Bastian Hurry signed up. He's going to be thinking yeah. to himself, well, if your own best aren't staying, why would I bother coming and down? players talk. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Players talk. Do you know? And Lee J. is well respected around the league by everybody. Dougie, well respected around the league. Exactly. You know? yeah. And both yeah. of them have been to other clubs other than Limerick. Yeah. Do you know? So like, like Lee J. Yeah. was instrumental in us getting Aaron Green last year. Instrumental. Like Aaron kind of had an idea that he might want to come down. He rang Paul O'Connor, he rang Leija, and from there it got sorted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the club didn't even know that Aaron Green were in, was interested in coming until he spoke to the two boys. And then it was one of those boys passed his number on to the club. That's how it works in this league. You need, you need people like that. And now we have another one with Brendan, who's been around, who's won leagues, won cups, who's well known. So th- that's very important. Like, that's why it's a big thing as well, I think, in the League of Ireland, how you treat your players. How their wages have to be on time they have to be getting their wages like because all it'll take is one of these top players to ring a Leeja Lynch to ring a Brendan Clark anyone like that a Shane Duggan and them to say oh jeez we haven't been paid in two months dead you'll never get them Straight away, but we have yeah, to have them worry, yeah. we have to have them signed up before we try to do anything new and I think the, tr- the three for me anyway are Bastion Leeja and Dougie especially Leeja and Dougie because other than that listen spoiling your team, you, you're not going to be Again, again, I'm going to say it again, no offence, but I don't think anyone is going to be looking too hard on is Dave O'Connor staying, is Dean Clark staying. And that's no offence to lads, but they're not as well known, they're not as high profile as Legion and Dougie, to be honest. But get them two signed up and get, then you can start talking to fellas, do you know? Um, they've already released a few players, have they? Um, well, it's been in the papers in Ireland, I know from... I know from the fella in the paper that it's 100% if he has it. So uh, Stephen Kinney is gone. John O'Flynn is gone. I think Peter Burke is gone. And Joe Crow won't be back next year. And I don't think, I think from, from what I'm hearing over the week, I don't think they're going to be involved tomorrow either. I think right. it's just a case of thanks for your time and best luck. And to be honest, any of the four of them, I don't think there can be too many complaints really, can there? No. Like John, no. Has, John has been a great player, but... I think, start again, time, I think time has caught up with him now, hasn't yeah. it? You could thank John a lot for last season. He done well yeah. last season. He Stephen the, the same. Yeah. Stephen yeah. the same, but it's a, it's a different ball game and the, yeah. the level we're at now. Like. Do you know, I don't think John O'Flynn started the game, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah, yeah. And even, he wasn't really been brought on even. Mm. Do you know, I was yeah. kind of hoping Adam Foley might have got a run and speaking to the lads, he might be involved you know, against Rovers yeah. and it'd be brilliant if he is. He's been 
banging in goals for the 19s yeah. do you know and that's the future that's where you want to be do you know season. William Fitz these lads they're yeah. the future another so, reason I like Neil MacDonald Cairn is the team we named out last week he was going to play it until William Fitz got injured he knows his stuff oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to ignore William like let's yeah, be honest it's hard to ignore him the two games that he, two first team games that he's come on in yeah. he, I think he's impressed everybody well, I, I, was actually you know? just, I was actually just talking to Jason there just before we came in and I sent him because I know Jason has a small bit of a connection with William he knows him going back a bit like, but I was actually speaking to one of the senior players during the week and I was just asking him of, of the young fellas who's coming up like, and they've, they've told me you know, from looking at training and from looking at the way he carries himself on the pitch off the pitch a few of the senior players really think William is going to be one who's going to take off next year they, they see him being a very very good player and these are fellas who'll be dead honest with me like if, if the young fellow was useless they tell me he's useless and mm. they're very high hopes for him so I can't wait I hope now he's over his injury and he gets his run out tomorrow and we really get to see him I'd love to see him against Galway already what we've seen of him this season is an exciting player you know? that last game he came on he really lifted the place because the place was, you know, he really lifted the place. Like so, it's a pity he didn't get. It, he, he wasn't able to start last weekend. But let's hope he can get into the team. This Listen, I'd, I'd hope, I'd hope you throw a lot of the young fellas in tomorrow. I'd hope you throw a lot of them. I know, whatever you're travelling up to Dublin, you might want you want to see a win or whatever. You might want to see a few of the senior players. But I'd love to see Adam Foley, William, yeah. even Killian Broder. Like I think those fellas, those fellas that got into the up around the senior team for me. That when I go watch 19s games, Killian looks far better than him in the 19s games. So, yeah. so what are you basing it off? So I'd love to see Killian get his chance as well tomorrow. Just, just give him the run out like it's last game of the season. Let him experience a bit. Would you be telling the young fellas, Jason, that there's plenty of chances for them in Limerick? Oh, I would. Look, the, as the development yeah. officer in the city, I always push young lads to, mm. to Limerick FC at every age. If you know, if you spoke, spoke to Tommy Barrett, if you spoke to Joe Costello, um, they'll tell you like you know I'd recommend players to him constantly you know yeah. um, and the likes of Adam Foley he was he was involved with with Ashling. he was breaking into their junior A team when he was a youth player I was involved out there at the time did a, a year year and a bit with him I had a conversation with his parents said listen it's a no brainer go and play for Limerick you know and Conor Coughlin went there from Ashling, William even Fitz uh, he went there you know look it's part of my job obviously but I'd always push the younger players to Limerick FC always and is it better now than it used to be in terms of them getting a break in the first team yeah. or maybe how their career could develop the opportunities as yeah. well as they were available look I think when Martin Russell was there and, and we rammed home in the first division that made it difficult because he didn't play the young players. Yeah. That was a time yeah. when we should have been Which playing really the young players. The when, we, when we had it one way, the chance to do it. Yeah. And like parents and young players were kind of saying to me, what story, Jay? Like, if mm-hmm. I go there, am I just going to be left where I am? Or, yeah. you know, but I think, look, in fairness, and it's another positive for Neil, he's thrown in some of the young lads, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and look, if, if the lads have it on the money, it'll probably be the same against Rovers. And because of the size of our squad, it's probably no better time yeah. than to be involved with Limerick FC if you're a young player you yeah, yeah. exactly now you have a fresh chance with the whole squad is going to be new next year so if you get into pre-season and press you really have a chance you know. but I think the good thing as well like like I said about Neil going all over to watch him he's at every single 19s game and all like he's at every single one of them he was up at Bowes again during the week I think it was on Wednesday when they were playing there like any time I go to 19s game he's there so I think that's, that's surely a good thing for parents and players that are after coming in that you know that the senior manager is actually watching you he's not waiting on this report from that fella this fella he's seen it 
but with his own eyes, do you know? I suppose it's good he's living local, Kevin. That's it. Yeah. You're in England, so there's nothing else to be doing. Yeah, but you look, but you're getting paid for it, like, yeah, no matter yeah, where you're living, do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where, if it's one of these guys who kind of comes in and comes, goes out. Yeah, which is why, committed, which like, is yeah. why I kind of prefer a fella who's living local because he can, like, we're paying these fellas big, big money, like, let's not, yeah, let's not sugarcoat it, like, we're, we're paying them big, big money. So, they should be doing this, but, oh, yeah, but Neil is the first one I've actually seen do it. Yeah. Like Stuart Taylor, Stuart Taylor come over from Scotland. Now his family were here, but he was he was all from Scotland. Why did he be doing not to only to be at matches and he wasn't? Yeah. So do you know it's just it's I just a bit of too, like regarding his reputation, he could just sit on it. Yeah, yeah I suppose he could have probably. Yeah, but it seems he's doing more than that. Like yeah, yeah, I think I think himself now as well. I think I'd say he's a small bit annoyed at how this season has gone. I think he underestimated the league a bit. I think he came in. He expected that being who he is, he would have he would have done well yeah, no matter what he had because it, of the way the league is. I test, but I'd say no. He's the kind of fella from just from just little bits I've heard about him and just the way I've seen him react to criticism and all in public. I think he's going to go out now with a real point to prove next year. I think he's yeah. really going to want to prove it now, and I think he's he won't make the same mistake twice about underestimating this league because this is he's enjoyed the job though at the same time like I think I've never seen him as happy as he was after Galway yeah. never seen him because we see him like we be yeah. we be in the ground all the time after the game and we see him like he, listen he's a, the biggest man for smiling I'd say he's actually he's actually a very very nice fella in yeah, fairness yeah, yeah, to me yeah. is which I never cared about I don't care I hate this thing of if a fella's useless but he's a nice fella that's grand well <laughs> he can go be friendly somewhere else but, um, <laughs> but no but you could just you could sense the relief I think in him after the Galway game, that it was just done now and we were safe. I think it would have really hurt him if we went down, but hope, hopefully it's a point of view. But like Jason said, listen, it's all going to come down to his recruitment now. But oh, if yeah. he can start off with someone like Barry McNamee, that's as good a start as any. <laughs> Do you expect Tozzi to stay? No. No. No, I don't think it'll be anything the club does. I think they'd definitely keep him. I think they'd offer him what he wants to stay. But if you just look at his track record, he's he doesn't stay. Do you know, like he's been to Iran, he's been to where is it? It works. It's a bit weird, uh, Jason, isn't it? Different club every year. Yeah, look, it's some lads, do you know, and this time of his career, maybe we might have a sniff for keeping it, him. Is it all signing on fees and stuff? Of course it is. is. That, is, that, is that of course it is. Yeah, 100%. Do you know, I'm sure he has a good agent yeah. that keeps moving him on all the time. We have to look at it. We have to look at him in isolation for a well, moment it's, it's as well. It's curious to me. Like, yeah, it's he's a good truth. player, obviously. He is so a good player. I'm sure there's a so second division people. club in Belgium. Quick, yeah. run. <laughs> <laughs> if we look at him in isolation for a second, he got a hat-trick first game of the season. Five penalties. Mm-hmm. That's eight. Mm-hmm. That's half his goal haul straight yeah. away. Yeah. Um, okay, he doesn't have the legs. Great hold-up play. But what we did see... What I noticed in particular when after we beat Cork at home in the league, when we played him in the cup game, they just sat McCormick in front of him in the away game, stopped the flow of balls <coughs> into his feet where he couldn't hold it up. And for me, he wasn't effective at all. Mm. He was a bit of an unknown commodity to a lot of our opposition teams this year. Yeah. That mightn't be the case next year. Would he be as effective? You have to ask the question. But if he does go, we got to replace them goals. Was it 16 goals? I think it's 15 now. 15, I think, yeah. But the funny thing is, actually... It's not bad, is it? I have, to, I have, I have to give Joe Gamble the credit that uh, he was... Basically, Joe Gamble got him in because he was with him in Brunei. And um, I spoke to Joe I spoke to Joe about it in pre-season and I asked him, I goes, is this for any good now? And Joe turned around to me and he goes, uh, 
honest to God, his next words were, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get 15 goals. So, spot yeah. on from Joe there. Yeah. We'll take whoever ends the offers. But, uh, yeah. no, look, I'd love to, I'd love Rodrigo to stay, but I wouldn't want him starting week in, week out next year. I think, just just with the other players we have, with the likes of the Legion and Dougie and this and that around, I think a more mobile striker up there, one who's going to go down the lines and create a bit of space for the lads could could suit us a bit better, especially if we are going to be going, which has been talked about a lot, the three five two thing. I'd like to see someone who'll just maybe drag defenders away a bit because then maybe even if they only get eight or nine or ten goals, you're opening it up for Dougie a bit because Dougie hasn't had the goal scoring seasons at Limerick that he's had in Cork and other places because we just haven't opened it up for him. Whereas like if you have someone making a bit of room for him and you have maybe Dozy up top with him who's going to keep defences pushed back five or ten yards, then you'll really see the best of what we have in midfield because Dougie and Leija will have the space to work in. Like fair enough they like, like people are gonna say Dougie had a quiet season this season. Leija might probably didn't score as many goals as you like, but when you're the two top, top players in the team then people are going to set up to stop you because really if you look at it like, for the last for some things like if you set up to stop Leeds and Dougie you stopped us this season yeah. because then Dozy can't get on the ball Bastion is nowhere near as good without Dougie in there to do the work next to him if Rodrigo's not getting the ball into him he's no use like who are you, who are you going to give it to Stephen Kinney Stephen Kinney's not going to run the game best, too, like. as Kevin said the one team that done it best us this season I think was Derry above and Derry they completely shut us down in midfield and they dictated the whole game. We were non-existent. Yeah, they set, they set, they set Nicky Lowe. They do it that way. They put Nicky Lowe on Leeds yeah, and, and that, that was that. Like, he, once he couldn't get on the ball, that was us. That was the one game. That was us done. Like. What Kevin's talking about there, that was the one game I can really look back to the set. There you go. But I, I think shut down, we're shut down. Yeah, but we were speaking about it again last week. Like Another thing we were speaking about last week is I thought Dougie was, merely, was probably treated a bit unfairly. He's had a quiet season. He's had a down season to what we're used to. But some of the criticism of him has been mental. I think if you really look at the Drogheda games and the Galway game, no, I know they were fighting for the lives now, but I see them myself just player-wise as lesser teams than us. And you see the difference with Joe Crow in there than with Dougie on there. Yeah. Like, people, I think, expect Dougie to start the attack from our own box and then finish it in their box. But the amount of times Dougie will pick up the ball right inside our own half, five yards from our own box, and next minute he has he's after driving us the whole way up the pitch. It's... It's massive, like it's very important, especially against lesser teams that you're trying to take the game. Though, so and I'd agree a hundred percent. It was when he's out of the team, you know, that you really notice what he brings to it, you know. And it was something Kevin said in the last podcast as well. Kind of, I had a chew on, and and I'd have to agree with him. It was when I was talking about Legia, maybe the expectation because you know how good he is that the expectation goes through the roof, you know. So they're probably still giving you a seven out of ten. But we are looking for an eight or a nine out of yeah. ten every yeah. week out of them, which is probably unrealistic. And and that also take on board the players around them yeah. at times do hinder their performances as well. But look, let's be honest, take Leeds out of our team, take Dougie out of our team, and we're banging in trouble. Like, like, like that thing, just just on players around them. You you notice the good players when they're in good teams. Like a Leeds or a Dougie could make a pass out to say a Stephen Kinney and the lads will make the run and they don't get the ball back. And all of a sudden, it looks like it was a useless pass. Whereas if you sign a Barry McNamee, they could make the exact same pass, make the exact same run. This time, better quality player. They get the ball where it needs to be, and they're setting up a goal. And then you're looking at the exact same thing, but you're saying, Jesus, wasn't that great? Do you know, like, you, have to, you have to take in their surroundings, well, I think, with fellas like that, especially in the positions they're in. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
the Barry Metna meeting is kicking up fast as it is it's getting a lot of pace like rumour wise yeah please God please God it does happen we're, we're, we're always we're always listen I wouldn't if all I'll say to anyone now is don't get any don't get any bit of excitement until you see a fella looking yeah. like Rory McIlroy holding up a Limerick jersey <laughs> on the website because <laughs> we get this, we get this every year some big yeah. name fella gets linked to us but we pull off a lot of them as well but anybody else on the, the rumour mill Kevin by rumour mill I mean who have you been told <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Fallen. I know, I know they're looking at Stephen Fallen, and depending on what we're playing, if it was going to be a back three, I think Stephen could be almost perfect at this stage for the left side of that. He's a good left sided centre back. He can play a bit of ball. Now, you mentioned Stephen Fallen's name to a hundred Limerick fans. Fifty are going to say take him back. Fifty are going to say burn him. Actually, last time with us, but he's improved a lot since he, he went to and bones, yeah, since, he's since he went to Galway. Like um, I've heard Toby had a boy rolling. The right back up and slide. He's had a bit of a poor season this year, but he was unbelievable last year. Like there was talk of Crystal Palace signing him and everything last year. Um, what's the other? I can't remember. Kyle something McFadden, ex Norwich centre back. He's at Sligo as well. Is being talked about. Um, there's Rory Hale from Galway. He's another. He's a centre midfielder as well. So it does. Was the big Pets? What was his name? No, Jordy Balk. Yeah. The, he's another centre back at Dutch. Like there's going to be a load of names flying around, but um. Another one to look out for is our connection with Sunderland. There's talk of we tried to I know we tried to get him in the last transfer window. Uh, John Eves Poem is his name. He's a small little striker. And from the lads I've asked, he's meant to be every bit as quick as Chidozi. So if he's any bit of talent about him as well, you could get that in, that's going to be there and just like but there's gonna be listen, there's gonna be millions upon millions of names and there's obviously with Neil's connections in England there's gonna be a lot of fellas we know nothing about as well, but they're the ones I'm hearing so far anyway. And to be honest, with all of them, I'd be, I'd be happy with almost yeah. any of them coming in, exactly, really. Yeah. Right, what about um, Shamrock Rovers this weekend? Last game of the season? Yeah, it's just a bit of a laugh. It's <laughs> just really. It is, yeah. Yeah. Like, off. yeah. like I, I wouldn't be worrying any bit at all about the result, to be honest. Like I said, I'm sure some people travelling up are going to be thinking, I'm going the whole way to Dublin, I want to see the strongest team. I don't. I Honestly, I want to see... <coughs> I want to see two fellas I want to see more than anyone are Adam Foley and William Fitz they're who I've seen at 19 who really excite me I really want the two lads because them two because I'm very excited by them I think they have a bit of spark about them I'd love to see what they can do and you have to give them a taste at some stage and no, Killing Broder another opportunity really isn't yeah and Killing Broder just because any time I've went to see the 19s he's been one of their, their best players like I definitely think any time I went to watch the 19s he's the best defender in the 19s so you have to like at some stage you have to surely reward him when you have the chance when he's looking at other fellas who haven't really done it down at that level getting in ahead of him do you know those three I'd love to see those three get a run and just listen just maybe probably give Henry Cameron a run so he remembers what grass looks like and well if he's going to be here next year he's contracted isn't he yeah. do you know unless someone comes in and takes him or he's going to be here so look yeah. I suppose if he's going to be here, we should try and be a little bit positive about him. Do you know, maybe the talk was he was coming back from a big injury and stuff like that. If he gets a good pre-season under his belt, a run of sessions and a run of maybe games in pre-season without picking up an injury, who knows? Do you know, yeah. he obviously has a small bit of pedigree. Do you I know? he'd be in favour of the same approach anyway, um, Jason, on the weekend to... Oh, but out of those young players, French players ago. Hundred percent. Do you know, get Adam on there. Like Adam is in is in the club banging in goals for the nineteens. I remember we talk regular because obviously I had him at Ashton and first couple of games with the nineteens he was texting me, he was, Oh, we were beaten or we lost and I said, Listen, 
it's new goals now. It's professional football. You're a centre forward. Your goals per game ratio is what you're looking at. You're not looking at results. It's a selfish business now, Adam. Yeah. Goals per game ratio is what you look at. So, you know, so it's fantastic. And his goals per game ratio no, is probably yeah. a goal every other game. He's a great finisher, you though. Jason, do you think that's important? Yeah, look, when I went to England I myself... I think of Kevin Doyle yeah. playing for Wolves there back in the day. Yeah, well, look, centre-forwards are, are judged really on goals. Centre-forwards are judged on goals. Not terrible player, but yeah, exactly. Centre-forwards yeah, are judged yeah, on goals, yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. That's, yeah. you know, and that's why Rodrigo, probably when he signed the contract with us, probably insisted that he take the penalties. Mm. Yeah. You know, because he can now go on, his agent can go on and try to get him to the next club. Goals, 15 goals for... Do you know, and that's but that's the way the professional game operates. Yeah. It's a selfish business, do you know, from a player's point of view. Clubs. Are you maybe like losing a little bit then if you're not more of a team player? Or well, that's what you're bringing to the team. You, you guys strike the balance. There's different, yeah. that's what there's different things for different team. positions. Like, yeah. like if you have two strikers, like I remember we had um, when we had Craig Corn, he was a different kind of striker. Yeah. He like we had him and Rory Gaffney, and if you partner the two of them, the work you, you don't, you don't. Yeah. But yeah, like if we were to bring Craig Corn back tomorrow and we kept Rodrigo, then you wouldn't mind if Craig wasn't getting all the goals as long as he was doing all Rodrigo's work yeah. for him. But when you are like Rodrigo or like Adam for the 19s, when you are the striker, the main striker, if you're not scoring goals, then what are you doing? Yeah. If you're the main striker, if you're the main man in that team, then if you're not getting goals, what's the point of you? Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> working hard isn't good enough when you're, when you're that like. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You know, It's the same as to Elijah. I'd have different kind of goals for him. I'd like to see him scoring a few more goals. I know he'd like to score a few more goals. But I'd, lo- I'd judge him a small bit more on assists in the position he's in. Like, if Leija if was scoring five goals a season, but he was assisting one, again, I'd be saying, what use are you really in that position? Do you know, it's just... But as, as a striker, as a main striker, it's absolutely goals. Like, you see yeah. games this year when Rodrigo has done nothing, and then he pops up the 70-minute header, bang, there, job done. Yeah. That's it. That's him set for another week, do you know? Because if you look again at Rodrigo, because of his age and whatever else, you know, his work rate, you could pick out, I suppose, the four, half dozen, four or five games where his work rate was top level. There was plenty of games where I was questioning his work rate, I was questioning his fitness. So, look, that's that's his side of things, do you know? But goals, change yeah, games, goals, goals, goals. you know? And that's. And from, that's, what I, from what I've seen as well of Adam, he looks like just a natural finisher. Yeah. And different types of finishes. That's not know. that's not something you can ever really teach, though. Like you can teach the techniques of it, but you yeah. either have that or you don't. It's instinct. Yeah, yeah. It's you instinct. either have that or you don't. Like I seen him. Like the very first day I seen him, I think I te- I actually text I text Jay that night because Jay taught me about him because he like I know as well from what he was saying like with Tommy and all I know when Jay, Jay's always kind of giving him fellas like and he I'd asked him have you given anyone recently and he taught me about this young Foley fella. So I went out to watch him. They were out in Newell and he scored a hat-trick. And I texted Jay that night. Like, there was one from was from about 30 yards into the top corner. The other was a neat little header and the other was a perfect little finish about two yards out. So you're looking at that with the range of it that he has. It's, he's very exciting. Like, I'd love to, I'd love for people to get a look at him and I think it'd be just fantastic for the young lads to get a bit of a taste of the atmosphere and what it is to play League of Ireland. Football, football, yeah. Right, hopefully this weekend. Um, thanks for listening and talk to you again soon. We'll drag it over.